Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Sunsport podcast. I have with me this morning Gareth Law, my colleague, and Willie Black from our sponsors, William Hill. Going to have a discussion about last night's games and the weekend's fixtures that are coming up. An interesting midweek set of fixtures, Gareth. Yep. A fantastic week for Celtic, really, because all their teams close to them, Aberdeen, St Johnston, Hearts Rangers, all dropped points in the midweek games. Again, re-emphasised how strong the Celtic squad is in comparison to everybody else. Brendan Rodgers made eight changes last night on the back of the Old Firm game. I think it was a bit tricky to begin with. I don't think they had it all their own way. Ran out 4-0 winners eventually. Rested players, Scott Brown had a night off after having another child. I mean, it all sets it up perfectly for them now, I think, going into the Aberdeen game this weekend. To your point about what you said, I mean, three goals in the last seven minutes, but does that kind of emphasise the gulf that exists between 100%. Celtic and the rest? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was a second, essentially, what you would say was a second string side last night. OK, they had to bring on some of the big guns at the end to, to finish things off, but you got guys playing last night who haven't played for a while, lacking a bit of top-team match sharpness, and yet they can still win the game 4-0 and they're still clear out in front and uh, can't see anybody stopping them there. Such a bad week for, for Aberdeen in particular because on the run they were on you would have expected them to go to Hamilton yeah. to the Super Seal Stadium on Tuesday and win the game but another disappointing night in Hamilton for them. Very strange night of that. I think everybody would have expected Aberdeen to continue where they left off on Saturday particularly being buoyed by, by getting to Hamden and particularly when you looked at the record of the team they were facing, and I mean they've, they've taken the lead. I think it's in seven games before that that game they they'd taken the lead seven yeah. times and, and lost and, and not, well, not won. So even when they won, went one nil up, you thought it wasn't game yeah. over. You expect you're almost waiting for an Aberdeen equaliser. Exactly, yeah, and uh, the nerves to go around the defence and uh, through the team. It also sounded like Aberdeen, as much as Hamilton, won the game. I think I don't think Aberdeen performed anywhere mm. near the levels they have recently. And I'm sure Derek McInnes <laughs> won't have been happy with that because uh, they've obviously lost ground now on uh, on Celtic. And such a blow for them going into the game you mentioned at the weekend, the lunchtime kickoff on Saturday at Pataudry. I mean, if Celtic were to win that, continue their great run, it would open up a 10-point yeah. gap between them and, and Aberdeen, which even though we're just about going into November, is has the look of something insurmountable, doesn't it? Ironically, I mean, such a great result on Saturday, but, but this week, this midweek card could be the whole game changer now for the whole the whole league. You know, Aberdeen were building momentum. It was a huge a huge loss that for Aberdeen, I think. Well, what are the prices looking like for that game at the weekend at Pataudry? I suppose firstly, just in terms, I had a look at the, the outright prices for the league this morning, and I've, I have never ever seen them twice as short. Celtic are a hundred to one on to win the league, which you know, from a bookie's point of view, the league's done. Mm-hmm. The league is finished. If it's a hundred pound, I'll give you a pound back and Celtic win it. <laughs> but, you're, but you're not paying out just yet. We're that's not paying out just no. yet. I think that's a wee bit disrespectful at the end of October, early November. Mm-hmm. Certainly looking at the, the game at the weekend, we are Celtic are odds on, but I actually think Celtic are a, a reasonably big price given the form that they're in, given the fact that Aberdeen have dropped points in the last week. Celtic are four to five, so 
just a touch odds against twelve to five the draw. Aberdeen sixteen to five, so Aberdeen six three, more than three to one your money. It's going to be, it's gonna be pretty sale. rare to get Celtic at that price in a in a one off game this season, isn't it? Certainly in the Scottish Premiership, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> different different team than in Europe, but um, but yeah, Celtic are, are very usually kind of two to seven is a mm. is a kind of rough estimate of, of where you're looking at. So I think Celtic are a big price, and I, would, I think I would fully expect Celtic to go up and win, particularly with the, the imagine the big guns will be back in. Yeah, Scott Brown rested as I think I think I had a little. Look at the game last night. I think Ross County could have been doing with having a slightly rougher, poorer pitch. I thought the pitch looked immaculate last <laughs> night, and I don't think it necessarily worked in their favour. Yeah. Celtic are a hundred to one on. I take it are Aberdeen the next best price to win the Aberdeen the actually aren't in the next Rangers, best price. Rangers, um, next Rangers best. and Aberdeen are both sitting at sixteens, mm-hmm. but ironically when you and it's, I guess it's just the kind of change in the market and when you take Celtic out of the betting Rangers are still second favourites to win the league without Celtic I don't even know there's absolute fractions in it between the two of them but we're, we're still making Rangers favourites to finish second but Rangers Gareth I mean I get another disappointing result for yeah. them uh, against St Johnson but St Johnson are form team they're doing well so it's perhaps wasn't such a big surprise that that game ended 1-1 I think it's fascinating that the Rangers are still so high up in the odds, actually. I mean, I, yeah. I think I think last night this, you sensed a little bit of a mood change there last night. Mm. They had been improving; they'd shown signs things were getting better there. That there was more unity. The team was playing better before the Old Firm game last night. The fans weren't happy. There wasn't the team almost lacked seemed to lack an urgency last night. You compare them to Celtic, and I said this last week: Celtic have got your Dim Bailey's, your Scott Sinclair's, even your Patrick Roberts, Lee Griffiths. They've got explosive players mm. who can change games. Last night, Rangers were, were looking for a player like that, I think. They brought back in Michael O'Halloran, who did who did okay in the circumstances. They didn't seem to have much in the way of any explosive power or, or somebody who could pull something out of nothing. And you can extend that to the, to the way the goalkeeper, Wes Fodringham, was back in goal last night. And, and he was only doing what his manager has told him to do. But even playing out from the back, you know, he was looking for options to, to play the ball short. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, however he went that way, whether it was playing the ball short or trying to ping it to somebody, they lost possession, and that got the crowd in their backs as well. Yeah. I mean, they're nine points off the pace, and they've played a game more than Celtic now. It's a long way back from here. I mean, Matt Warburton has always stayed true to his philosophy of trying to play a very specific way. He tinkered with that slightly for the, the League Cup semi-final on Sunday by playing Tavernier in midfield and bringing Hodgson at right back. It sounds as though he's almost admitted in bringing back O'Halloran that there is a terrible lack of pace in the team. I mean, do you think, do you sense that he is beginning to sense that this system that he wants to play isn't going to be enough to mount a credible challenge? No, I think he seems pretty, I don't know if dogmatic's the right word, but he seems 100% convinced that it's his way or the highway. Yeah, maybe he'll change personnel, but I don't think the philosophy or the system's necessarily going to change. Last night, as you said, he brought in, a, you know, O'Halloran came into Ver- Tavernier, was on the bench. Hodgson, who I thought was one of the better players against yeah, Celtic, yes. he started pretty poorly, to be honest, playing at right back. St Johnston's opener came when he sort of stayed on the ball too long and, and Blair Alston took the ball off him and, and fired in what was a very, very good goal. But um, no, I think, I mean, Mark Warburton said the, the only plan B they have is to to try and play plan A better mm. and I think that's the way he's going he's gonna to continue mm. if, he, if he's still here of course 
Well, that's, a, that's another argument. Wally, do you have any prices on a prospective change of management? We see Mark Warburton this morning linked with Wigan, the vacant Wigan job. Yeah, he's obviously been pretty heavily linked with the, the Wigan job, but don't have any prices on him actually for to leave Rangers at the moment. It's, it's not markets that William Hill that we necessarily pick up on, but certainly the next manager betting, just having a look around about the odds. We are, we are actually making Ryan Giggs and the Manchester United under-21 manager, who I did admittedly have to Google exactly who he was, but both of them are 74, so Giggs, 74 favourite, Warren Joyce, 74 favourite. We, we should stress this is for the Wigan job rather yeah, than the Rangers Yeah, this is absolutely job, yes, for the, uh, for yeah, the yeah. Carol Robinson 2-1, to one, and then a, a bit of a leap to Mark Warburton at 14-1, to one, mm. but I, I think I understand that the, the noises coming out of Wigan are... are are telling me that fourteen to one's a hell of a price to be to be taken there. Mm-hmm. But I guess that, that decision is going to be very much Mark Warburton's to make. So you can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottysun.co.uk slash sport. The other midweek results in Inverness now in the top six after a good run of form. I think it's one defeat in, in eight games. Richie Ford had a difficult start there. You know, didn't win any of the first three, but they've turned it round and uh, very convincing one. Was at Fir Park. I think it's easy to forget that this is his first managerial job as well. Possibly that was being highlighted at the start of the season when things were going wrong. He was certainly making the right noises. He had to bring in new players, and I think possibly it's just taken a little time to click. Got to say, well done to, to what they've done up there. Don't think that was an easy job coming in there. I think a lot of us thought it could be a long, hard season for them. Mm-hmm. And it may still turn out that way, but you can't argue with, with the way they're playing the form they're showing and the results they're, they're getting at the minute. Well, I mean, I was at the game at Fir Park and the scoreline perhaps flattered them, the goals all came in the in the second half, but in Dumbuya they seemed to have unearthed you know, a physical presence up front, he scored one goal, he could have scored another two, he played up front on his own, but caused Motherwell's admittedly very uh, flimsy defence a lot of problems, and, and it's an indication that managers can find guys like that relatively unheralded and they'll come up here and do a pretty good job. Yeah, and I think Inverness, have, that's been their trademark down the years, I think. You, know, you look back to the, the guys Terry Butcher managed to unearth from down south, and that's been continued on through through John Hughes as well. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think on, on the flip side, if, if you're talking about your game last night, I think Motherwell looked to be in problems at the minute. I think I saw Mark McGee said it was the worst 45 minutes of his whole Motherwell managerial career last night. Things don't seem to be going... Uh, too well there. I think that's one win in the last uh, ten in all competitions, and they've lost lost three on the spin now. So um, yeah, they'll be looking for a, to turn that around this weekend. Well, I mean, they've got a, another home game this weekend, and it, and it looks as though even last night at half time when it was still nil nil, there was booing as the as the team went off right. because they had performed so poorly, and of course that was exacerbated in the second half. By the time the game ended, there were. Not very many Motherwell supporters <laughs> left, but I mean the ones who are left made their feelings perfectly plain. But Mark McGee's an experienced manager. I mean, yeah. he, he knows that there are problems. He knows they're leaking. The goals they're losing are far too easily conceded. Neither the goalkeeper nor either central defender is playing well at the moment. So, I mean, he's the manager. He has to he has to solve these problems. Motherwell's problem is they concede far too many goals. They'll always score goals because Louis Moulton's a decent striker. Yeah. Ryan Bowman is still finding his feet. Scott McDonald, who was dropped last night, can be relied upon, but the problem is conceding far too many simple goals. And I, I think, I think Motherwell fans maybe have to try and remember. I think it was last season when things weren't always going too well, and then, then they had a good a good surge and, and pulled clear. Mark McGee's been around the block, seen this all before, but it must be concerning when when you see a manager who's, who's been in that club now for for a fair while across two spells, saying that was the worst forty five minutes 
and they're also sitting second bottom mm. in the league. And it's such, it's such a tight league down there that, yeah. I mean, although you could argue he's only a win and a draw away from the top six, but at the moment you just don't see where a win and a draw are going to come from for Motherwell. You look at the likes of Partick and Hamilton, you know, what one win can do for you. You know, now you've got Hamilton have moved up to eighth and Partick, Partick up to ninth, you know, last week mm. Partick was sitting bottom. Yeah. Um, so it, it can turn around quite quickly. So a guy as uh, experienced as Mark McGee, don't think he'll be panicking just yet, but there's obviously concern there. How are you mentioned? Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hamilton there, I mean, a fabulous result uh, during the week. Alec Dacol's early penalty, getting them three points against Aberdeen. Another home game this weekend against the bottom club, Dundee. And, I mean, they're another club who I think a lot of people, as was the case last season, at the start of the season, people maybe expected them to, to really toil. But after Tuesday night's game in the top six, results changed that. But, you know, they're, they're having a successful season. Hamilton, I mean, again, kind of upsetting the the kind of pre-season scepticism about them. Yeah, I mean, I was at their game against Partick on the weekend and going into that, it's incredible what a, what a week can do because, you know, the, the record, their record, if you looked at it last week, their record wasn't wasn't fantastic in terms of wins. I think, again, that goes back to how tight it is, how tight it is down there. We spoke earlier about the, the leads they'd they'd lost. I think I heard a, a statistic last week that if they'd, if they'd won all their, the games they'd taken the lead in, they'd be top of the table but they're, they're very very high up in the, in the table they could be doing a lot better but when when you know again they lost players through the through the summer there they lost guys like Ziggy Gordon and again they've had to recruit well it does seem to be a, when you watch them play there does seem to be a, a team ethic running between that side now um, a lot of their players have, have been there a long time so I mean all credit to Martin Canning he, he's been given time he's, he's, he's got a patient board behind him who are willing to, to give him the chance he'll be hoping that they can carry on now on the back of what was a very very good win on, on Tuesday night they welcomed Dundee this weekend disastrous start to the yeah. season for Paul Hartley and Jerry McCabe six points from 11 games I don't think anyone really saw that coming I mean they must be aware now that they are in a relegation dogfight I think Paul Hartley's without using the relegation word has pretty much admitted that in today's paper he's saying we're in trouble it's a battle now you do have some sympathy for him he's lost Kane Hemmings and Greg Stewart from that side so straight away, going into the, the season, he's without two guys who together last season scored 30 goals in, in, in the league alone. He's trying to plug those gaps. He was successful in bringing the two of them in in the first place. I'm not entirely sure Marcus Haber's the, the answer. Yeah, he signed for the club, I think it was yesterday. I don't think he's ever been totally prolific in the sense of... Was the prolific during his first spell in Scotland? No, no. I mean, and you've also got, I mean, as, as much as you can, you can quote goals from Hemmings and Stewart they linked up so well that, that there were assists 
so many yeah, assists they, they had threat, as well for each other. Threat, yeah, I mean, and Greg Stewart created a lot, a lot of lot of goals for Dundee last season, and I mean Hamilton have been a bit of a bogey side for for Dundee down the years as well. I don't think it's going to get any easier. They're, they're desperate for goals, but you look around that team and you, and you just wonder where they're going to come from. Well, is there a relegation book for the the Premiership? Yeah, there absolutely is, and I, I think listen to you guys, there's some money to be made <laughs> to be made in it. <laughs> Believe it or not, I I think Dundee are, are the I think Dundee are the biggest worry in the league, actually. Um, I did fancy Kilmarnock to be going down at the, the start of the season, but the odds in terms of finishing bottom, believe it or not, Aki's are still, Hamilton Aki's are still 5-2 to two favourites to really? finish bottom. Uh, Dundee just ahead of them at 11-4. to four. Kilmarnock, you have been pretty much top of that particular market. It's, it's the market you don't want to be top of, but Kilmarnock have been 72, uh, 72 now. Partick Thistle, 5-1. to one. And then you go up to, you know, second bottom, Motherwell are 6-1. Ross County just ahead of them. County are sixteen to one to go down. So the money in the market, I mean, it's not a huge market. So small amounts of money will change that. But I'm a wee bit surprised to see Aki's five to two after the midweek result. Not at all surprised to see Dundee down there, yeah. and Kilmarnock probably rightly so in terms of their form. And I guess it just goes back to that. If you have a goal scorer in Scotland, that can be the absolute. That can be the difference between bottom six and top six, mm. or relegation in top six almost. Like Sunsport on Facebook for all the Scottish football latest. Well, Kilmarnock are finding that because Kilmarnock <coughs> are on, you know, this run seven points from nine. Yeah. Lee Clark sounds it looks as though he's beginning to find his feet at Rugby Park. There's off-field problems there. It seemed to be consistent, invo- consistently involving Michael Johnston, but Lee Clark seems to have his team focused and. You know they're seventh at the moment and looking looking in reasonably good shape, Gareth. Yep, I mean he said after last night's game, he, it was the best display since he'd gone into Kilmarnock. I guess when you're bringing in the number of players he brought in over the summer, it was always going to take time for for those players to gel, particularly when a lot of them were late teens, early twenties. Some hadn't played regular first team football before coming to Scotland. I think they're relying a lot on Koulibaly, obviously, and and his. Uh, his great goals, he doesn't seem to score tap-ins, so he's a big game player for them. You can see his his goals maybe snatching them points during the season that they otherwise wouldn't get. I think we all did think Kilmarnock would, would struggle, but things do seem to be turning down there. As you say, despite um, yesterday's news that their main sponsor, QTS, are threatening to pull the plug on all their deals. I think they sponsor the bulk of everything down there from first team women's team, academy, youth, QTS's chief Alan McLeish has said that if Michael Johnston remains as, as company secretary then they'll seriously consider pulling the plug on the whole lot. They've had fan petitions demanding Johnston go. He seems to be the great survivor. <laughs> I think he's probably used to I think he's probably used to, to dealing with these, these, it, these things. It, but it doesn't seem to concern him that he seems to be more or less universally disliked by yeah. the, the, the Kilmarnock fans. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's never listened to them before, so I suppose you look at it now and you think, you know, why, why is he going to listen to to them now? You mentioned Koulibaly. I mean, as you say, he seems to have a knack for big game goals. They go to Ibrox on Saturday. Rangers seem to have a, a difficulty keeping a clean sheet at the moment. Might be another occasion where he, he again proves his worth to, to Lee Clark. Yeah, I mean, they'll be looking to him for, for certain. Just wonder if the Kilmarnock defence are that strong enough to, to keep out Rangers at the other end. But they might need a few few goals from Koulibaly to uh, to take something from Ibrox. Willie Black from William Hill or Kilmarnock worth a punt at Ibrox at the weekend? These prices are kind of fresh out just because of the games last night so they're only about half an hour old but I, I look at the, the, the Premiership odds and I think Kilmarnock are probably the price of the weekend here and I've, I've, you've noticed I put my tin hat on for saying that <laughs> <laughs> but I think Kilmarnock are 71 going to Ibrox and 
listen, I don't think there's any doubt they've, they've beaten a decent heart side um, pretty comfortably last night by the, by the sounds of it. Rangers aren't scoring, Rangers are conceding. Kilmarnock, I've got a, I've got a proven goal scorer. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting you put any kind of level of money on it, but I think Kilmarnock is seventy-one is a huge price, and I, I don't think Rangers are two to five, and for me that's just far too short to even put Rangers in an accumulator just now. And Rangers finding it difficult, as Gareth mentioned earlier on, with the pressure of the home support. You know, if things don't go well in the early stages of a game. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I think Ronnie Dyla as well started to find it difficult as well. If you don't storm the first first 20 minutes and you, you start giving away possession and it looks to me as though teams are beginning to figure out how to play against strangers in the, in the Premiership and they seem to be doing a kind of high press mm-hmm. did that um, last night really yeah, you, could see, you could see Tommy Wright had, uh, as I said earlier even when the goalkeeper had the ball yeah. players pressing you know I look at it and I think you know, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be going overboard but I think Kilmarnock certainly 71 are certainly worth a, a wee look at mm-hmm. keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sun Sport on Twitter <laughs> Hearts go to Inverness at the weekend. Disappointing result for yeah. them for them last night. It might have come as a bit of a surprise to Robbie Nielsen. He'll be looking for an immediate reaction if Hearts are to stay in touch with with the teams at the top. They've now slipped to fourth. I mean, we talked about Killy winning, but I think it was a, a huge surprise that you know Hearts were losing. If you like, you know, yeah. the, 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 yeah. the, 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 and, and didn't score. And yeah, that'll be a bit of a mystery last night as to as, as to what exactly went wrong there. Obviously, I was at, at Ibrox, so I didn't see the game. But when you see a scoreline like that now involving Hearts, it almost looks very unHearts-like. Mm-hmm. You usually expect them to at least score and and uh, show some signs of of something, particularly against a team. Um, you know, you, you would have expected them to win against Kilmarnock last night, or at least take something from it. So yeah, that was a that was a, probably the there was a few strange results, but that, that was certainly one that stood out for me last mm-hmm. night at, at full time. And St Johnston host Partick Thistle at the weekend on the back of a. An impressive point at Ibrox, a great Blair Alston goal by all accounts. Yeah, it's interesting that Tommy Wright, after the game, talking about having a, a degree of disappointment that St Johnson didn't win the game, which maybe tells you a lot about the expectations of the club. I mean, he's done a remarkable job when you consider that what a small core of fans they have. You know that they can go to Ibrox, come away with a point, and still be slightly unhappy with it. Was, it was strange. I mean, Tommy Wright came into the press conference after the game last night, and he looked gutted. Mm. He spoke with a sombre tone, yeah. and he used the phrase that it was. He said it was a missed chance, a missed opportunity. And I think when you see the, you know, if they'd won, they'd, they'd have gone second last night after Aberdeen had, had dropped points earlier in the week. On the balance of play, the chances they created, Blair Austin's goal was it was a it was a great goal, but he also hit the post. There were other chances where they could have scored from, and if they had won last night, you couldn't have begrudged it, begrudged them. I mean, St Johnson's progress is. I mean, I know. I know the split is still 23, 22, 23 games away. But you almost kind of look at the top of the table and you think there's certain clubs that are going to definitely be in the top six. Celtic, Aberdeen, Hearts. But you tend Rangers, obviously, and you, and you tend to group St Johnson amongst that. Yeah. Which is an indication of the progress, the consistent progress they have made under Tommy Wright. Yeah, and you, and you also look at it and think he's he's lost Dave Mackay. He's had had a retire last night. Murray Davidson pulled out after the teams had been named Chris Miller came in for him mm-hmm. you know his, his recruitment's been good you know you look, look at the likes of Joe Shaughnessy the players he's brought in have done him well he's, he's got a core squad Paul Payton you know he's coming over the summer there so he, he's, he's very much relied on, on um, presumably good contacts but he's also he's also selected in the players he's brought in and I think people probably forget how small his budget is yeah. as well yeah there they are 
you know they, they could be sitting second this morning and, and having one at Ibrox last night on a, on another night. Before we wrap it up, Ollie, it's the championship. How is it looking in terms of it's uh, looking reasonably tight at the top? Could it look as though it might be a competitive division? Yeah, it's well, probably not as, as competitive as you'd imagine. At the moment, the Hibs are one to two favourites. The Hibs are, mm-hmm. Hibs are very, very strong favourites to, to win the championship. Dundee United, recent, pretty impressive in recent weeks. Not a great start, but pretty impressive in recent weeks. They've moved up to three to one second favourites. Those two have just moved clear of the rest of the markets. Falkirk, a wee bit of a sticky patch. Ten to one Falkirk. Queen of the South dropped to 12. So, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, the two... Let's be honest. When you look at it, they look like two Premiership teams, as as Hibs and Dundee United, and I, I, I think both of them are pretty much stick-ons to finish in those first two positions. A two-horse race. It's certainly, certainly the betting looks like that. Yeah. Okay, great. Willie Gareth, thank you very much indeed. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.